Hello everyone. This episode of the Right for Life podcast was recorded earlier this week on Monday. And in it, I and my guest, Joanna Penn, we refer to the launch of my book, which happened yesterday on Wednesday. But we refer to it in the future tense, like it's about to happen. But of course now it's Thursday, stroke Friday, or definitely sometime in the future, and you're listening to it. And it may not make sense. But it does make sense, because you know what I mean, because I just explained it. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Right for Your Life podcast. Today I'm joined by, not Mike, unfortunately, he's off doing something probably exciting. Um, I'm joined by Joanna Penn of thecreativepen.com. Welcome, Joanna. Thanks for having me in. It's great to be on the show. You're very welcome. It's good to have you here. I've been talking about you on the podcast for weeks. I keep saying that. We're going to have Joanna Penn on. She's going to talk about these things and she knows far more about me than me about what we're talking about. I must say, I I did hear you and I thought you probably built my part up a little too much, you know, (laughs) but I'll try. I'm I'm good like that. Um, So so it's great to have you. Um, Before we crack on, I think it would be good if you could... Give us a bit of an overview of, uh, of who you are, maybe a bit about the blog and, of course, your own uh, writing. Sure. So, yep, I'm Joanna Penn and I'm actually writing thrillers under J.F. Penn now. So I have uh, I have kind of a dual career. So I'm writing kick-ass action-adventure thrillers. Um, but I also have a site called The Creative Pen, which I started about four years ago when I knew absolutely nothing about this. And I self-published my first book on career change. Um, I was an IT consultant for 13 years and uh, was miserable like many other IT consultants. I wrote this book, didn't know what to do with it, started self-publishing, made all these mistakes. And so I started the blog to kind of, you know, share the mistakes and, and try and stop other people making the same ones. Um, and that's just kind of snowballed and you know sort of four years later I've got several novels out several non-fiction um you know I've got a podcast too and video and speaking and so it's funny it's been quite a journey but um yeah and I I guess the latest thing is that I've just signed with a New York literary agent so it's it's kind of um and we can talk about that I'm sure but it's it's things have come a long way I guess how you've been feeling as well lately (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. my news is not as big as your news but um you know all your listeners know your news i suppose <laughs> yes i think so i they should do by now i do well i mentioned the book at least four times every podcast and i mentioned the <laughs> twins at least six times every podcast so that they should know by now um we, we actually set up our blogs at roughly the same sort of time when um when uh write for your life and the creative pen that they were sort of um not not exactly the same time but it was only a, a few months i mm. think wasn't it and and I was thinking about this earlier on a little bit that I was on your podcast a while ago and mm. we both talked about our uh, our goals. I mean, your your blog has gone mega massive compared to mine, and I'm fine with that, Joanna. I'm not in the least <laughs> not in the least bit jealous. But <laughs> in terms of our own writing, it, 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 I, I thought about it earlier on because obviously I knew we were going to be uh, talking. It, it feels like we're kind of hitting the goals that we both talked about then at roughly the same sort of time. I know that you've hit several other goals in the meantime, and I had this one that's taken this long. <laughs> but um, but it's like it kind of it kind of uh, it, it made me realise that how how uh, four years isn't 
it feels like it's not that long sometimes. It goes quite quickly, especially when lots of stuff happens in your life. Mm. I mean, you live in a different country now, for crying out loud. Yeah, no, that's um, true. No, and I totally agree with you. And I was at, uh, in New York at Thriller Fest a few weeks ago, and it struck, and I met, you know, really amazing authors like Lee Child and Jeffrey Deaver and, you know, some David Morrell, some big guys who've been around a long time. And I really felt like I finally saw the ladder that we're on and that I know how to get there, that it's just a case of time and patience and writing. So, you know, yeah. we, we put a book out and we write another book. That's that's the way it goes. You know, we just keep doing that and, and getting better. And then in, uh, in 20, 30 years' time, we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> as long or, as that. <laughs> or something like, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> You do know that I write literary fiction, don't you? Okay, well, you, it might take, well, you know, you might get struck by lightning. It might be one book, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, okay, well, uh, we'll do a sponsor in a second. And then I want to talk to you about this idea of hybrid publishing. And I think um, that'll be a good opportunity to talk about um, your recent um, uh, uh, getting signed up with the agency. So give you a chance to talk to us about that, which I'm really interested in. I also want to ask you a question about Amazon and Amazon rankings and my book. I apologize. I'm going to do that live on air. I'm going to sort of use you while you're here. Uh, but before we do that, I'm going to talk about our first sponsor. And that's the excellent Squarespace. Squarespace have sponsored the Right for Your Life podcast for a couple of months, but they've also sponsored the entire 70 decibels network for the last two or three months and we're very grateful for it too um, squarespace is basically the easiest way possible to set up your own website and um, it's perfect for the likes of you and i as writers because it's great because it's um well it's, it's kind of it's very powerful it kind of can it can pretty much do anything you want it to do but at the same time it's really easy and the squarespace back end kind of does everything for you and, um, and that's really handy because us writers, we don't necessarily want to get our hands dirty with code. In fact, most of us don't even understand code. And, um, and that doesn't matter with Squarespace because there's a really easy WYSIWYG kind of drag and drop system that allows you to create your pages and put things where you want and, um, and be happy with it. And the good thing is that it always looks kind of good too because the templates that come with Squarespace are pretty fantastic. The whole thing's just been updated to Squarespace 6, and uh, that's from Squarespace 5. I mean, that's pretty obvious, but worth saying. Um, and, and the new Squarespace comes with lots of fantastic templates, and they all look extremely pretty. You would, um, you would kind of... They're, they're so beautifully designed, which is um, a lot of the time when you use a platform like uh, Squarespace that isn't Squarespace, um, the, the designs are kind of, you know... Fair to middling, but all the designs, all the templates that come absolutely right from the go with Squarespace are fantastic. Now, as writers, we have to choose when we set up our author blog. Uh, we have to choose whether it is indeed a blog on the homepage, or we have to choose whether we want to have some kind of great big feature emblazoned across the front. Um, maybe you're promoting your book, or maybe you want to include some kind of big image or gallery on the front page instead of a blog. And uh, we kind of have to make that choice, and it can be difficult to implement. With Squarespace, you kind of you can do those things very easily. You can have either or. It's not a case of you have to have one or the other at all. Um, so that's fantastic. You can just have, choose a domain name, and you're up and running. You can get going straight away. Squarespace provides all the hosting as well, which is excellent. All these kind of technical things that most writers aren't particularly... Uh, adept with or interested in and i do apologize if that's slightly disrespectful if you're particularly technical 
So all this is fantastic. You can do all of these kinds of things, all very easy to do. Squarespace have been great. They've uh, supported us for the last few months, and, um, and hopefully they will too. It's very important that you go and check Squarespace out because it helps us keep the lights on on the network. It means that we can continue providing these podcasts for you and um, and also because I think you'll quite like it. I think Squarespace is very good. I used to recommend other things to people when they used to uh, ask me what kind of um, platform they should choose when it comes to setting up their websites. I used to uh, say all sorts of different things but right now I pretty much would only say Squarespace and that's only 40% because of this sponsorship. It's 60% because I actually absolutely think it. No, it's more than that. It's a lot more than that. So I do absolutely think it. It's a fantastic option and uh, hugely recommended. So how do you check this sort of stuff out? Well, the thing to do is go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and that will tell them that you came from us, which is also very handy. But what's more, that's right, what's more, if you uh, get to checkout and you type in the code 70 decibels 8, and that's because we're in August, so that's 8 for August, 70 decibels 8, you'll get 10% off your first order with Squarespace, which I think is a pretty darn good deal. Um, and if you want to give it a try first, you absolutely can. There's a free trial, two weeks, that you can use if you don't want to go straight in with one of the paid plans, but by the time you've finished, I suspect you will want to. So, huge thanks to Squarespace, as always, and um, do check it out, because it's well awesome, as no one really says anymore. So, Joanna, the question I want to ask you is this. My uh, novel, A.S. Frangelica, comes out um, this Wednesday in ebook format. The paperback comes out on the 1st of September. I had word from my publisher at the end of last week to say that... Um, that the novel has been chosen by Amazon to be um, in their 100 ebooks for 2.99 summer promotion, um, starting from first uh, of August, so the day it comes out, right until the uh, first of September. So the whole month is going to be part of this promotion, which I presume is going to have some kind of um, some kind of heavy weighting on the Amazon site that they're going to that they'll be mm. pushing it. Mm. I don't really know how it came about. I assume that Legend, the publisher, uh, uh, um, put it forward or it might just be that they saw that there was my book was coming out on that day and thought well that's probably a good one to choose but the question I guess I have because this is the kind of thing that I have to learn in the next um, however long forever I guess um, is about um, the way Amazon works I guess but also about what kind of impact an offer that might have what, have you any idea um, what I should really expect from something like that? Uh, well, you know, as you said, you are literary fiction, which means we can never put any rules around it at all. But what I do know um, is, what well, are you? A, do you have a Kindle now? Are you a Kindle reader? Yeah, Kindle, iPad. Yeah. I've just yeah. just finished just finished reading Rosemary's, ba Rosemary's Baby on the Kindle. Which is <laughs> Well, stupid things to read when you're about to have children that's a very good point but the uh, I guess my point there is I always do this so you know right now they've got the Olympic sprint thing for Kindle yeah. where you could if you buy if you buy books within the Olympic promotion you can get gift cards and stuff so I'm a sucker for this I do this all the time I go onto yeah. their their Kindle promotions and I the other you know last month or whatever they had a whole stack of books for 20p and I just went and bought 
pretty much all of them um, and got some amazing deals. So I think that's going to happen to you. You are going to be in this promotion and you are going to sell lots of books and I reckon you're going to do really well in the rankings. Now what they will is they'll they'll put them in categories. So they'll be, you know, some for thrillers, some for literary, etc. So you'll still be within a category, but you're definitely, definitely going to sell far more books than you ever would have done without this promotion. (laughs) It's brilliant. And I know several people who've been touched by the Amazon godmother, um, you know, the fairy dust. And, you know, some of them have sold, and I don't want to get your hopes up, Ian, (laughs) but, you know, a friend of mine sold 100,000 books in a month. Um, wow she was indie published though so she made a lot more money than uh, than you will <laughs> well i was uh, well, yeah that's true but i was i was um well i mean well i'll come back to that in a second but i was quite surprised i was quite surprised that um an unknown literary hmm. author would well it, it could have been, it could have been two ways firstly you can pay for that so it may be that your publisher either paid for it or your publisher so. has a, <laughs> has a very good reputation for putting out good books and it may be that they they always take books from a certain publishers that's that could definitely be true because they know that they're going to get a good deal um in a way it's surprising because i the ones i've seen normally they're authors who have more than one book available so you have one book at you know yeah. 2.99 and then your other book is at six pounds or whatever but you you only have one so it will be interesting to see what happens that and the only i mean it's going to be brilliant i really think you're going to be very happy with the results i really? can't i can't well, I hope so i can't see it being a bad thing really no, what no. will be interesting for you though is all of the what will happen with the algorithms is you're going to get the people who bought this book also bought this book and your rank your links are going to be quite random because yep. you know what i mean <laughs> yes that's true i hadn't thought about that <laughs> they're not necessarily going to be literary fiction of the type of books you would have expected people to yeah. have bought um, yeah. which is what happens normally with the organic you know growth of that but i think it's awesome uh, my one recommendation for you and for anybody listening who does any kind of promotion with amazon take screen prints as often as you can because you never know how high up the rankings you're going to get yeah. And like that, I've got a screen print of my book Prophecy debuting above Lee Child in the action adventure list, and I put that on my agent, you know, my agent uh, one sheet. You know, it looks so good. So, yeah. so do that every, like as often as not obviously obsessively, but go in, you know, a couple of times a day at, onto your Amazon page where your book is, and there'll be the ranking. Um, screen print it and then if you're on a list if you're in a bestseller list go to the list and take a screen print of where you are on the list next to other books you know it's a great thing to do that's a good idea we um, when the podcast relaunched as uh, on the 70 decibels network um uh, it was featured in um on the front front page of itunes so like the podcast section of itunes hmm. and i got all all kinds of giddy i've got more screenshots of that yeah. than i've got of anything <laughs> of, of pictures of family um that's not true um and it was uh, above it was it was second to the archers in the arts literature section or something like that <laughs> but it but it was above i don't know some chan- some uh, radio four Oh, it's really important and you can use those things firstly as proof so I did like I did a paid promotion to using a Kindle Nation daily and I did all the screen prints and you can measure um, well you can't with when you're traditionally published but when you're indie you you can met you can see how many sales you've made on the day before you can see how many sales you've made on that day and you can see your ranking so you can 
precisely measure the impact of these type of promotions. Yes. Well, I look forward to it. That was that's that's fair. Giving me cheer because <laughs> I mean, it, it it sounded good. It sounded like it's it going to be good great. Thing. They're doing your work for you. You can just relax and have babies or something. <laughs> in which case, I will. Um, but the other thing about before we move on, the, the other thing that you said there about um, not making. Um, about because uh, if I was if I was indie, then I would obviously make much more money, which obviously, of course I know that. Um, but it's interesting because some people have said to me because um, it's being sold as part of a two ninety nine promotion, so mm. obviously it's uh, it's it's not that much less, but it is slightly less than obviously full price. And they said, "Well, wouldn't you get less money?" And as if that was a problem. And I kind of thought, "Well, yeah, but who, it's not about that. It's about like the opportunity to mm. sell so many more books at this point, in, you know, on the day of release as well." Is just um, far, far more valuable than you know a couple of extra quid or whatever it might be. Absolutely, I mean that's you know, you, as I said, your only problem is that you don't have another book. <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> so, are you writing one? Well, you probably after some babies have you know grown up a bit. <laughs> no, I I am I am writing one. Don't worry, but it's uh, it's quite a way off yet. Not before ten it's years, be on, yeah. mate. Not ten years. No, no, it won't be quite that long. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> um. But I mean that does kind of lead us on a little bit, having uh, another book and all that kind of thing. Because we, I want to talk about hybrid publishing. Because um, in terms of literary fiction, having another novel that will be a little while yet. But um, I've got other stuff that I've thought about putting out. Lots of ideas for stuff that's come from the blog, um, like any e-books that, are, that have uh, that kind of come from some of the work that I've done on the on Write for Life the website, and obviously that's now different name but the same thing same thing more or less um and also just um potentially short stories so if there's a couple of short stories say i don't know three short stories i could quite easily put that into a relatively attractive package and self-publish those and oh definitely yeah. that kind of thing so it's something that i've thought about a lot but obviously you're way far down that route so um why don't you start by telling us a bit about um about the the agent that you've just acquired Right, well, um, I didn't even, uh, up until a few weeks ago, I suppose, I didn't even know I was going to go down this route at all. I mean, I'm, I've been, I've never queried my fiction. Um, I've never been rejected. I've never done any of these letters and things. Um, I've spent my time, I guess, writing books and marketing them and, and going the indie route um, very happily, as I said. But um, my uh, the, my first, my thrillers have so, has sold uh, over 40,000 books. And someone said to me, that that's pretty commercial, um, you know, uh, since you're going to Thriller Fest in New York, you could talk to some agents. And I was like, oh, I suppose I could do that. And um, so I did. I had a chat to some agents and, and got a few offers and got some contracts. So the reason, the basic reason I went with the agent um, I've gone with, which is Rachel Ekstrom at the Irene Goodman Agency, and Irene Goodman Agency is a really good one in New York, um, is because they specifically allow for this uh, for self-publishing in the contract and they don't have any claim over things you self-publish. So they're a very forward-thinking agency because a lot of big-name authors are now doing this. Like Jackie Collins is my favourite example at the moment um, who is self-publishing uh, her first novel, Bitch, which came out in the sort of 80s. <laughs> Um, and a whole load of big name, you know, people are now doing this kind of hybrid, um, although someone called it blended the other day, which sounds slightly less sci-fi. Um, but I like this idea that um, we can do both. So obviously, um, we're, with a traditional publisher, you get you know, uh, extensive, well, hopefully extensive editing help, you get all of the things that they bring to the mix. Um, 
and hopefully you can build a career with a wider audience and with indie you get control and speed and monthly money as opposed to a big chunk of money and then no money for ages so I really see that doing both is a fantastic place to be however I'm obviously not doing both right now I've just signed with an agent I don't have a book deal um, but we are going to query my um, thrillers my mainstream thrillers so it's going to be an interesting process and I love to share on on my blog the whole journey but at the same time you know Three weeks ago, I just uh, re-released that first book that I mentioned, um, How to Love Your Job or Get a New One, um, which, you know, is about career change and being an entrepreneur and things like that. So that's self-published, and I fully intend to do more self-publishing, um, but also pursue a traditional deal for my commercial fiction specifically. So are you making a distinction between your own, um, between fiction and non-fiction, or commercial fiction and and your ebooks and that kind of thing uh, as in as in stuff that comes from the website or is it Mm. Is it a book by book basis or is it just? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I really see right now. So my, I've got a series that I, it's called the Arcane series, which is at the moment there's two, but I'm just writing the third, and there's seven planned. So that series I'd quite like to sell. Um, I've got some other ideas for things that may or may not be that commercial, um, but I'm also, as I said, writing um, under J F Penn for my fiction and Joanna Penn for my non-fiction at the moment. But I, you know, I haven't put any rules in place but what you know what happens when you sell to a publisher as you know is they often buy the rights to um, bid on the next book so I'll be look, very much looking at contractual terms and I've spent a lot of time learning about this stuff um, and I wrote this it's quite agonizing post on my site it took a long time to write about um, and I've had quite a lot of flack as one does about this decision um, but I've you know I've been to rights workshops I've I've done a lot of um, reading on copyright law and you know I know what I would be going into so I'm very I would urge people if they're considering um, signing with an agent to read the contract very specifically because some agents will take a percentage of your self-published work um, and even things like your speaking or you know I have a fully fledged business under the creative pen so some of those contracts would have covered things like my business income so it's very important for people to know and to read contracts and not be blinded by oh someone's picked me you know that kind of thing. Yes, and also remember that you're picking them as well. That was kind of mm. what I always thought when I was uh, going through that process, and mm. it was to try and get out of the mindset because you want to be, as you say, you want to be. It's the idea of being picked, isn't it? It feels mm. good, and you want it so much uh, that it's really easy to forget that you're you're choosing them as well. That it's your work, and and without mm. without you, they can't exist. It's not a one way relationship by you know at all. No, um, and I mean I now see it more as a business partnership. Um, in that, as an indie, my business partners are Amazon and you know um, WordPress and Twitter and PayPal. Um, you know, um, and my my designers and my editors. My business partner for these books would be my agent and my traditional publisher. So yeah, it is. But it is a very. But it's funny you say about you know really wanting it this isn't something I really wanted I I almost didn't go down this route at all I had some real sleepless nights over it and I think it came down to that control aspect um you know it really is that kind of 
the potential is there for something huge or the potential is there that my original vision is is kind of messed up so I'm still quite scared of this this is an interesting time uh, you've caught me at it's this kind of I don't know you know and I, that's why it took me so long to write this post because it is something I have decided to do but you know I'm not fully running through the field singing you know with joy <laughs> If it, I mean, I've you say there about having getting some flack for it, which just seems um, incredible to me. But um, I, I've got to, I have a if you don't mind, I'm going to quote you. Imagine that mm. you wrote on in the post that you talked about. You say it's also quite ironic that I feel like I have to defend my decision since in the past self-publishing has needed the defence more, and that's interesting because I've um, I've. I was aware of myself about a year ago on the blog getting more and more defensive as a literary author who's gone sort of the traditional route of, of feeling like I was like a lone voice amongst lots of writers who were primarily self-publishing because yeah. you know, naturally so people who, who go uh, the independent route, they would, they would naturally have blogs because they have to promote their work. It's, there aren't many literary authors with blogs like ours, I would mm. say. Um, so I felt like I was in constant a position of having to def defend myself, defend agents, defend yeah. publishers. And I got to a point where I thought this is just ridiculous. This is, you know, it's my choice. It's my, it's my writing. I can do what I want. The, the advice I offer or the things that I talk about on the blog, or as long as they're um, factually sound, then, then what business is it of anyone else's really? So, but I was, so I was slightly disappointed to hear you just say that you've been receiving flack for it because mm. it's, to me it's your Yeah, it's your especially as I've never said I am... I am a militant indie. I mean, the, the blog, I don't know if you remember, my blog was originally, the tagline was Adventures in Publishing. And it was really about this whole journey and learning along the way. And, I, you know, I think the other thing to say, given that we blog about this stuff, is it's our duty to learn about all these different things, you know, so we can report back on it. But no, I, I think um, the whole defensive thing is crazy. But it's also interesting where I feel I am now. And there's a lot of new people who are blogging in this space about self-publishing and I almost feel like I'm bored with talking about publishing methods um, you know it's like yeah yeah I mean the book gets out there whether I put it out there or somebody else does you know a publisher does what I care about now is writing good books and I also enjoy marketing so I'd actually just like to be writing and marketing and to be honest the publishing isn't that interesting yeah, and it's uh, and when yes, you, and and after a while, when you've been running the blog for a while, I mean, you've got way more posts than I have and cover a lot more subjects. Um, but you, there is a kind of a, a certain uh, fatigue about it. But because because people kind of know you for your your website almost, it's it's kind of it's difficult to it can feel difficult to change almost because I mean I've changed uh, an awful lot in the last four years. Obviously, lots of stuffs happened you know in in our real lives, but. But also, um, the industry in those four years since I started, since we started our blogs, the industry itself has mm. changed immeasurably, and the the kind of I've had to change. I came from a very, so as you know, from a very kind of um, uh, traditional in the, in the background, not in the kind of traditional publishing sense. Kind of traditional in the sense that I went, I got an English degree, I went to, I did an MA writing mm. course that everyone does now. Um, I and I've spent years writing my novel being an angsty literary author and um and and expected to just sort of pick up an agent put it out and and the whole world would be rosy but of course in the time in that time the whole industry's completely 
tipped over and is changing, you know, beyond measure. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to adapt as well. And I've had to do that to, to a degree. You have to do that online. So you expect that hopefully the, the people that listen to and come read. Come along with you. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I, I think they have. I think a lot of the comments on my posts have been people who've come along the journey. But I think what, what I see right now, as in what's exciting right now, um, I think is this is this hybrid move, is the fact that some of these big name authors are doing both, happily doing both. And I think that's going to be the, the thing that saves great agents and great publishers is that authors are going to be able to get both because authors have been saying, oh, I must go indie because they're not, they're not getting control, they're not getting enough money. If they can do both, then they're going to be happier. So they're going to stay with agents and stay with publishers as long as the contracts allow for that type of thing. And if the contracts don't, then I think the you know publishers will lose those people. But as long as there's an openness that we can make, you know, we're business people. Uh, well, I'm a business person. You know, this is my full-time living now. I, I make money through writing and blogging and speaking. So it's important to me that I can self-publish. If, if, if Say if I sell a three-book deal, it's going to take at least another year before that book comes out. I need to publish something else, right? I can't just wait that long. It's, that's crazy, you know. So I think as long as that's recognised, then we're going to be in a really good place. Um, and that's what I would expect to see change in the next year. All the contracts will allow for this hybrid model. And the, and I, I mean I've been very fortunate. I I think both my both my agent and my uh, publisher seem to be well, very sort of forward thinking, and they kind of it, it's always felt like right from the start when I first um, started working with Tibor Jones, my agent. Almost the very first conversation I had, it was about um, investing in me as as an author and as a person. It felt like. Mm. It wasn't just a case of we want to get your book and and sell it and then move on. It felt like we've seen something in you as a person. We've seen something in your writing that this is kind of it's long term and we we want to do what's best for you and for the work. And that's always been the case. And I'm finding a similar sort of experience with Legend. I mean, I do I do realise that it isn't the same for everybody, mm. but it does happen. And um, I I know in, I completely know what you mean with the idea of having a hybrid kind of. Um, approach to things just kind of makes sense and it doesn't I guess the reason I, I want to talk about it in my in, in my con- in the context of my writing is just because you would expect a literary author to not really have any interest a lot of literary authors don't really have any interest in the idea I'm not everyone I know that but to not have an interest in perhaps putting out something on their own Mm. Um, I, I mean, I totally disagree with you on that. I think I don't know how aware <laughs> you are of the Alliance of Independent Authors, which oh, is, I, I, yes, I am. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, that's stacked full of literary authors. In fact, um, my friends Orna Ross, Linda Gillard, um, and Joni Rogers, I believe, um, in terms of the Amazon top twenty literary fiction, they regularly are taking the top spots, and they're all hardcore indeed now as in they were published by big publishers and they've all gone over um you know taken their rights back and they're doing that so i think it depends and i think the, the what it comes down to is your attitude about your writing are you a business are you looking after your you know this as a serious income stream for the rest of your life or is this not you know more of a side thing i guess so this is why I usually just talk to Mike. He doesn't know anything about any of these subjects, so he just lets me talk as if I'm always right. <laughs> you 
it seems, it seems completely unfair to have someone who knows what they're talking about at the end of the conversation. <laughs> no, well, I, I really, I mean, I urge people to have a look at the Alliance of Independent Authors, especially because given the article I've just written, and I'm an advisor to the group, um, they have a very inclusive view of what indie is. So it doesn't, you know, it, it, the whole point is it includes people who traditionally publish as well. Um, so, which I really like because I am an, I feel like I'm an indie, you know, well, I am an indie (laughs) (laughs) and I will be, even if I sell my books to publishers. Indeed. Right. Well, before we, um, we wrap up, we'll just, I I do want to just ask you a couple more questions about the hybrid thing. Uh, then we'll wrap up. But before we do, I just want to talk to you a little bit about our second sponsor, DocuSign. DocuSign is a very fast and easy way of getting your documents signed. And again, that does sound obvious. Again, I realise that the clue's in the name. But this is actually a really simple, very, very good idea and, um, and a fantastic piece of software if you need to get your documents signed by people and you need to do it quickly, safely and securely. Um, and the idea behind it, I'm going to try and explain to you how it works because I think that's kind of, its simplicity is kind of its, uh, its key feature. So the idea is that if you want to get a document signed by anyone really, it could be something to do with uh, legal matters, very important things, or it could be to do with, um, I don't know, it could be to do with maybe an autograph. Imagine that, getting someone to sign an autograph. You just send them your document and then they can sign it and send it back. Um, that's not on the website, by the way. I've entirely made that use up, but it sounds like a good use, doesn't it? But imagine you've got a document, you need it signing, maybe by one, two, three, four hundred people, and you can send them your document via DocuSign, and you can use any format. It can be Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, PDFs, lots of other sorts of things. You can get them from your hard drive or from Dropbox, Google Docs, that kind of thing. And, um, and you just mark on it where you want uh, the, uh, the, the recipient to sign the document. And um, once they receive it, they can open it up and it all looks really obvious to them. They can see where they need to pop their signature. And um, all they have to do then is actually find those areas, follow through, pop their signature in, job done. And then they can email it back to you. And I kind of the the most exciting thing about this for me, having uh, been through the process of buying a house recently, is the fact that it's all legally binding, which I think is just incredible and amazing. So imagine how much paper could be saved um, in industries where they're constantly shuffling paper uh, to get signatures, when all they can do is use DocuSign and they can get it all done very quickly and without harming lots of trees. Um, and of course, the good thing is with having it all digitally is that you can save it for your records too, also very useful. If you head to the DocuSign website, you will see there is a demo of this in action. You can also sign up for a free trial for 30 days, which is always excellent and very handy to give it a good, uh, give it a good old whirl. And um, there's also a, uh, a resource center, so you can see lots of case studies, the way it works and the way that other people have used it, that kind of thing. But you need to make sure that you get there via the 70 decibels linkage. So to get to DocuSign and find out more about this awesome service, you need to go to docusign.com forward slash 70 decibels and then you'll find all you need to know and you can sign up for that free trial that we talked about so that's docusign it's the easiest fastest most secure way to get a signature anytime anywhere on any device and i also like that they write quite catchy copy like that always a positive in my book being a copywriter okay so before we wrap up just to finish off talking about the hybrid approach to publishing so this is this is kind of this is uh, the way you're going to go now, um, and uh, you've talked about that. You also talked a bit about the idea that people seem to think, um, you talked about this on your blog, the idea that 
it has to be one or the other. Um, a lot of people kind of think that, and you, and as you sort of said earlier, you've received a little bit of flack maybe for. I guess people assume that you're changing your mind or something like that, and that's that's not the case. Well, why do you think that there is that kind of? I guess why do you think there is that militant kind of? Um, both ways that militant kind of you have to do this or you have to do the other it kind of i find it quite frustrating mm -hmm. that people still think that it's 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 so obvious that that's not the future or not not even the present but why do you think there is still that and on both sides of the fence that kind of idea that there has to be a right way of doing things yeah it's funny it's a um maybe it's just a human trait that we you know move to one camp or the other you know we're labor or tory or we're you know we're Republican or whatever <laughs> you know it's um I don't know I I think I'm one of those people who likes to please everybody so my feelings came from trying not to offend anybody in any way I always try and do that but some people don't feel that they just want to be offensive um it's true you know and I, and also I think it's about experience as in a lot of people who have gone militant it's fun. I see the, the indies. There's a there is a spectrum. As there's a spectrum everywhere, right? There's people who've gone um, self-publishing because they got rejected and their books never made it with uh, traditional publishing, and that's one group. And then there's people like I said at the Alliance of Independent Authors are all authors who've had mainstream bestsellers with traditional publishing who are who have all said they would never sign with a publisher again so it's almost like they're in a completely different camp and then there's someone like me who's a businesswoman who went down this route because I wanted to have a business and I also didn't like the negative energy around and the, the speed as in the lack of speed around um around traditional publishing so I went my own way and have ended up you know here but it's um it, so there's the spectrum of emotional reactions that people have and you know writing is a very you know personal thing and especially you know I'm going to point you out because you do have one book if people only have one book it's very different to when you have five or six books uh, and I'm writing well I'm pretty much writing my fifth book but it's my third novel so it's uh and i can i almost feel quite detached from the first couple of books now it, it doesn't really matter so much because i know i'm going to write more and i know i'm going to write faster so i almost think that if you if you're not confident that you're that you can keep on creating more books and more product to get out there that perhaps you have this feeling that you're losing out somehow and therefore you have to be right or the whole world's going to come crashing down but I don't know I'm speculating wildly because <laughs> <laughs> it's late and um no I, I I guess you know to just sort of finish the discussion I I really think this is adventures in publishing. I think we don't know what's happening. I could be making a massive mistake by selling books. But as I said, I'm going to write more and put more out there. And I'm 37 and I've got 50 years to go. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, and I, I completely agree. I'm kind of not, I do have one book and it has taken a while, but I, I'm, I, I'm kind of not that bothered. It's, it's just, that's, that's the way things are for, yeah. for me. That's the way. That's the way life's gone over the last few years. I think that. Mm. I think that people worry far too much about what other people are doing, and I think that often, exactly. it, it, and that's kind of natural. I think with writing is that you are always looking over your shoulder. You do look at the success of Fifty Shades of Grey and think, how on earth did that happen, and why didn't it happen to me? It's really natural just <laughs> to you look. Didn't write look at porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's out on Wednesday. Who knows what's in there? <laughs> 
there is no porn. I just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, just on that, on the um, let's let's just talk about Fifty Shades of Grey because you're a literary author. <laughs> um, I what I find fascinating about Fifty Shades, and I think people have got the wrong end of the stick with the whole thing. What is, what is significant about these books is ebooks, because yeah. without ebooks, these books would not be in piles in waterstones people would not be reading it on the tube what what happened is people can read what they want on their kindle so you mentioned jonathan um, franson earlier the corrections one of those books that everybody says they've read but most people haven't read because actually it's literary fiction and most people don't read literary fiction so 50 shades is one of those books that everyone was reading in secret and it crept up the charts crept up the charts exploded and then it went you know mainstream and um so my point is that what i think is happening with ebooks is people are reading what they want to read not what they're told to read by the you know newspapers or whoever tells them this is a good book which absolutely. is interesting, right? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 for someone like well, not just for someone like me, for any writer, I think it's it is interesting, and it's and um, and I and I've been interested in it. It's absolutely not my cup of tea in any way whatsoever. But it's really fascinating that it's happened in the way it's happened. And you're absolutely right about uh, what everything that you've just said is is is, is spot on. But I kind of, as uh, it kind of doesn't affect my writing. If I constant, mm. I find if I constantly focus on what other people are doing, then I completely lose track of of my own writing, but also promoting my own book, and I start fretting about what other people mm. are doing. It's so easy to, to kind of lose lose track and lose focus on on I guess what's far more important. It's um, writing, yeah, writing more books is our focus. I mean, that's what we, why we're doing it really. That's what I think. Writing and selling more books. <laughs> Indeed. And what better way to finish? <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's it for this uh, podcast episode. Thank you very much for joining us, Joanne. I hope you'll come on again, perhaps in the future. Absolutely. And people can um, find my writing site at thecreativepen.com and uh, my fiction at joannapen.com. Absolutely. And thecreativepen.com, I say, we talked about it earlier. It's uh, about four years old and there is abs- it's absolutely packed with practical useful information and it's not just for independent authors it's for anyone who writes really it's just it's um a fantastic blog hugely recommended um it's quite quite all right it's true i wouldn't say that i don't say that i just i usually badmouth most people (laughs) it's um that's not true either um you can find me at uh ianbroom.com i-a-i-n-b-r-o-m-e as always i haven't changed that yet and on twitter at ianbroom uh, how, where are you on Twitter, Joanna? We at, always at the Creative Pen, Marvelous. with a double N. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much for joining us, and um, I shall uh, speak to the whole world next time. Thanks for having me.